and welcome to the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week, we're going to be looking at the case of McClough and Secretary of State for the Home Department. The citation for this case is 2016 UKSC 59. So a little bit of background to the case before we get started properly. McClough was born in Tunisia, but married a UK citizen in 1996. His wife then gave birth to a daughter a year later in 1997, and he joined them in Northern Ireland on a spousal visa. A year after this, he was given indefinite leave to remain in the UK. Unfortunately, McLeaf separated from his wife in 1999, but they never actually formally divorced each other. Later on in 2006, he had a son with a new partner, but they also separated shortly afterwards. Now importantly given the context for this case, in 2008 the family court decided that McClough should only have indirect contact with his daughter. Furthermore, he has not seen his son since 2010. This links in with the triggering facts for this case, which is that between 2005 and 2011, McClough got into a lot of trouble with the law and was convicted of a number of serious offences. On the basis of these convictions, the Secretary of State made a deportation order after taking into account McClough's family circumstances. Nevertheless, he appealed on the basis that deportation would infringe his Article 8 rights under the European Convention to a private and family life. These appeals were rejected through the Immigration Tribunals and also the Court of Appeal before getting to the Supreme Court, which is where we're picking up the case. When coming to its judgment, the Supreme Court began by noting that the interests of the child are of the utmost importance in any case where they are concerned. Nevertheless, the Secretary of State did all that she could to investigate this, and while a relevant factor was the possibility of a future relationship with their father, in reality the possibility of this was always unlikely in the circumstances. They were actually fairly critical of the appeal being brought at all, and they were quite dismissive of the appeal and noted that ultimately Article 8 cannot be used as some sort of passport by people trying to remain in the country, and on this basis the Supreme Court also dismissed MacLeaf's appeal. So was this a correct decision by the Supreme Court? Well, I think we can confidently say that it was. It is quite right to say that the children's needs and interests are always of paramount importance and warrant as full an investigation as is necessary. We as a country shouldn't be deporting people without first taking into account their family lives. However, given the facts that I've just told you, it's pretty clear that in these circumstances there's no substantive Article 8 relationship that existed, and so the children would not really be affected by the deportation. Lady Hale made an interesting sociological point as well, and noted that where children are of mixed ethnicity, a relationship with both parents is important. But then again, this is not to the exclusion of all other aspects of a case. Plus, due consideration has to be made as regards the stability in a child's life. This is especially relevant here, where McLeaf has been an absent father to his two children, and actually returning might not necessarily be in their best interests. This all has to be considered in the light of the government's immigration policy, and next week we'll have a chance to look at that in more detail with the case that we're going to be looking at then. In the meantime, I'd be keen to point out that these cases are always about achieving the correct balance. 
It's very easy to be critical of the government's immigration policy and the approach of one-size-fits-all, but I think that this case shows that there is at least some due consideration of family circumstances and Article 8 rights as well. Ultimately, this case is proof that when we do undertake the Article 8 Balancing Act between the rights to family life on one side and the public interest on the other, there are going to be cases when the public interest, in terms of immigration policy, comes out on top. Both the Home Secretary and the courts have a difficult job in this regard, but I think that this case was relatively straightforward. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks also to bensound.com who provide the theme music. As ever, if you've enjoyed it, then leave a rating and a review on iTunes. But all that's left to say from me is that I'll speak to you next week. Bye.